Welcome to CropSense, presented by North Carolina Cooperative Extension. I'm Jacob Morgan, a field crops agent with North Carolina Cooperative Extension. Today, we have Jenny Carlio, Area Specialized Agent with North Carolina Cooperative Extension. Welcome back, Jenny. Thanks, Jacob. So today, we're going to discuss wheat fungicides, and I think probably the, the number one question that growers would have is how to determine if we even need to spray our wheat or not. Okay, well, in order for disease to infect our crop, we need to have three things in the same place at the same time. And those three things are a susceptible host. So if you have a variety that is susceptible to a specific disease, the disease has to be present at the same time. And the weather has to be within a specific window that the disease requires in order to thrive. And if the host and pathogen and environment are all in the same place at the same time, that is when we can trust that disease is going to become present. So we want to break up that triangle, disease triangle. And uh, if our host is susceptible, the best way we can break that triangle up is to put on a protective fungicide before those three things come into play. So how do you determine what to spray if we determine we need to spray? There is a, a great resource available online and this is by the Crop Protection Network, and Crop Protection Network is an organization that compiles all of this information from land-grant universities. One of the things that they have available is a chart for fungicides that are available to protect wheat from diseases. Each fungicide is listed on there with the effectiveness that it works on each disease. Chart is really easy to read, and um, it makes it pretty simple to decide which one of those might be better for your current situation. Can you talk a little bit about timing for wheat fungicides and maybe determine when will be the best time to apply these fungicides? Yeah, I'm doing some research on that right now with Dr. Christina Kauger. Um, we're in the fourth year of the research project. I will say that the most vulnerable time for a wheat crop is after flag leaf emergence through flowering. and one of the biggest diseases worldwide is fusarium head blight, or we call it scab sometimes. And that's a, a really big problem that can lead to vomitoxin in our grain. The best time to apply a fungicide to protect from scab is during flowering. So it's really important that we know after flag leaf is emerged, you know, when our wheat is flowering, we want to protect those fall tillers which are typically the first ones to flower. And the way you can tell that your wheat is flowering is that the male part of the flower will actually be protruding. And so you'll have these little uh, pieces dangling off of the wheat heads. And those are the, the anthers, the male part of the flower. And that's a sure sign um, that they that the plant is flowering at that time. And when those, those fall tillers begin to flower, that's when you're going to want to put on your, your protection for scab if you have a susceptible variety to scab and if the weather conditions are conducive to stab, scab development at that point in time. So can you touch a little bit on scouting frequency? Obviously, we need to be looking at our crop to determine you know, what stage it's at. Sure. Well, your varieties that are susceptible to common diseases that we have, those are the ones that you're going to want to take a look at more frequently because those are going to be the ones that are possibly going to need a little bit more protection. I would say scout more based on the, the weather. 
So if weather conditions are conducive or you think they're going to be conducive to development, then you kind of need to go out there and, and see if the pathogen is present in the field or not. For example, if, uh, if you're an early planter and you plant mid-October and you get tend to get a lot of tillers and your crop is lush and dense and high fertility, could be prone to some powdery mildew, that typically will take care of itself as the weather gets warmer. But if you get into a situation where it's really starting to take over, you might need to put some control on there. So it's really taking a look at which varieties you have planted, what they're susceptible to, and then whether if the conditions look like they're going to be favorable for disease spread, that's when I would go out there and scout right before you might need to spray. Gotcha. Okay. Can you talk a little bit about the economics as far as making an application? The, obviously, the product cost per acre is something that most folks take a look at, but maybe some of the other economics of making that decision, whether you want to pull the trigger on making a fungicide spray. Yeah, so of course, there's the the cost of the product and the rate that we apply. And then there's the cost of application, which can vary year to year, depending on particularly on fuel prices. But other than the obvious, there's cost to ground application that is kind of hidden, and that's the sprayer tracks. So we make sprayer tracks in the field. We sometimes refer to that as a drive down of the wheat. And when you're driving over wheat, when it doesn't have a stem earlier on in the year, like when you're top dressing, you're not going to be crushing any plants or killing any plants. But depending on the width of your spray boom, you could be terminating 2 to 8%. So you'll have a yield reduction of somewhere around 3% or so, maybe 2%, depending on your spray boom width, just because you drove over the plants when uh, the stems were erect and when you crushed those stems, those wheat wheat crop does not recover. So that's kind of a hidden cost that we don't always consider when we're talking about covering wheat with fungicides when we wouldn't otherwise have driven over it. Can you talk about any effect that fungicides may or may not have on wheat quality? Well, one thing that I have learned from this research project so far is that fungicides don't necessarily enhance the quality of our wheat to an economic degree as much as they protect the quality of our wheat. So we can put that protective fungicide on there, particularly if we are concerned about head scab and preventing Don or vomitoxin from getting into our crop. But typically it is going to do more to protect the quality than it is to enhance the quality of our wheat. Can you talk about maybe, we know timing, we want to get the fungicide out there before disease gets there ideally. Can you talk a little bit about maybe making trying to decide between whether you need to go with an aerial application, say if there's rain in the forecast or it's been raining and you don't feel like you can get in there with a ground rig as far as like how much time you have to make that application once you realize that the the disease is there and also that the conditions are right for disease development. Yeah, sometimes we get this long window of of weather that's conducive to disease and we're concerned about that. So keep in mind that most of our fungicides are really only effective for about a three-week period of time. So we want to protect uh, the flag leaf or the heads for as long as we can during that time frame. 
So if you're only going to apply fungicides once throughout your year on your wheat crop, that that time frame there is is really the target. So can you talk a little bit about including a fungicide application in with the insecticide? A lot of times we don't want to go over the wheat any more than we have to, and I think that's commonly done where folks will put a, a fungicide in with an insecticide treatment. What would your recommendation be on that? If you're just throwing in a pyrethroid because it's inexpensive, um, I would really recommend against that because uh, it seems like it might not be a bad idea, but what ends up happening with those broad spectrum pyrethroids is a lot of times you'll kill the beneficials, the insects that are out there that are have been keeping insect populations in control for you, and you may not have even known that they were there. Um, this is really common with aphids, and you know, we've got barley yellow dwarf virus, sometimes a pretty big problem in our area, but um, the threshold for a number of aphids per row foot in the springtime is extremely high, and um, typically you're going to do more damage with tank mixing in a pyrethroid that's unnecessary than you would if you had just left it out. I know most of our wheat goes for animal feed, but I do know some people are, are trying to reach that really high quality milling wheat. So could you talk a little bit about uh, falling number and maybe what effect fungicides would have on that? Sure. So falling number is, is only characteristic that you'd be interested in if you're looking to sell for milling wheat. And uh, just what falling number is, uh, a lot of people don't know what the they do at the mill is um, or in the lab they'll make a slurry of wheat and water and then they'll drop a rod through it and they measure the amount of seconds that it takes for that rod to fall down to the bottom. So the longer the amount of time it takes, the more viscous the solution. And that's um, how they measure the quality of that wheat for baking purposes. So that's really important for anyone selling to the mill and one of the things that we know is that fungicides really don't have an effect on falling number. That is very specific to the varieties. So if you've got falling number issues or low falling numbers, take a look and see which uh, other varieties you might be able to get a hold of that, that tend to have higher falling numbers. So fungicide application is not going to increase our falling numbers or make our wheat any higher quality as far as, as milling. Is that Am I understanding that correctly? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Is there anything that we did not touch on that you think we, we needed to talk about as far as uh, fungicides and wheat? If you are concerned about quality, I would say um, one of the best ways to preserve and protect your quality is to harvest early. We might want to harvest where the moisture is a little on the higher side if we have the capacity to dry down the wheat properly. So that is one thing that doesn't have to do with fungicides, but it does have to do with wheat quality. I think that's a very good point you brought up. You got the, the capability to get in there early and get it, get it out of the field. That's going to help with quality and also maybe a little bit bigger window to come back and, and plant your double crop beans or, or whatever you're planning to come back with after that wheat is out of the field. All right. Well, there are a number of online resources that you kind of mentioned, Jenny, and those will be in the uh, show notes or the podcast description below. So we'll include all those as far as variety information, the fungicide information, 
those types of things, uh, efficacy tables, those sort of things. So be sure to check that out, and there's a lot of information in there. And also, if you have any questions about fungicide applications or disease identification, be sure to reach out to your local cooperative extension agent. They'll be happy to help you. And we certainly appreciate your time today, Jenny. Thank you for having me, Jacob. If you like this podcast, please leave a five-star review, subscribe, and tell a friend. And as always, thank you for listening to CropSense. Because if it isn't making money, it isn't making sense. Thank you.